0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Horst and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host Zach Blackerby, and it is a Charlie Tuesday. Charlie Five joining us. I had a guest of uh, on my uh, morning show in Auburn Opelika this morning, and um, he I, he I guess he listens to the show, which I love, and he's like, "Bro, Charlie Tuesday tomorrow," and I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Charlie Chu. So, shout out to Andrew Stanford who stopped by. But, man, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. Doing great. We're trying to survive this uh, thunderstorm sweeping through right now.
0: Dude, yeah, we're recording this a little late, and it's 100% my fault. We're on the way back from uh, grabbing dinner and doing a grocery pickup, which I feel terrible making that poor girl do a grocery pickup and bring stuff out to my car um, (laughs) in this weather. I felt so bad, and she wouldn't take a tip. I felt so, so bad. Yeah, we're driving back, and there's like – all kinds of stuff in the road. So hopefully everybody's um, safe listening this morning. Hopefully it's all cleared up. But, um, yeah. So we've got three guys that have entered the transfer portal to talk about. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Which
0: one do you want to talk about yeah. first? You want to go in order? Chronological order?
1: Yeah, let's go chronological. That's fine. All yeah. right.
0: Jaron Handy, Stone Handy. as um, Stone Handy. As his friends call him. Uh, he entered the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, so he entered the transfer portal over the weekend. I think so. Uh, I think the deadline to enter the transfer portal was actually Saturday. So I kind of expected, um, you know, I expected to hear some names. Um, his popped up first, uh, just guy that came in with a lot of hype, and um, you know, for whatever reason, he he just couldn't couldn't get it done. I think he saw himself as a different position than. I think he saw himself sort of as an edge guy, and I don't really think he had the quick twitch or the, the speed to be an edge guy. So uh, just didn't work out. Um, but he gone. He
0: gone. Um, I think the bigger one uh, happened earlier on uh, on Monday. Defensive tackle Jay Hardy entered the yes. transfer portal. Did not participate in A-Day. This wasn't a big surprise to a lot of people. In fact, uh, you saw it coming. You're like, hey, let's delay the recording of the show so we can talk about this. And you nailed it. So,
1: what are your thoughts on this? Well, early. So, this was, I think it was um, right after Garner and um, right after Garner had gone to Tennessee uh, before. I, I don't, I don't guess he's still there, but you know, when there was talk of it, or maybe he's still there. Anyway, there was a lot of rumors from people out of Memphis and some, you know, on Twitter and things like that. Hey, Jay Hardy's coming, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, he, we were excited about his height and weight, Uh, his height and weight change, but he, he seemed, people have seen him around campus and said, it didn't didn't look like it was really good weight. Uh, He just didn't seem, he never really seemed like he was ever either a going to get healthy or really have any interest whatsoever in getting himself in shape to be able to play. Uh, He played, you know, football in Memphis and, Memphis is, you know, Tennessee football, Tennessee high school football is not really super known for, uh, being, you know, ultra competitive and, sure. uh, he was just bigger than everybody. And, um, you know, we had, so you had those rumors and then, uh, you know, he didn't participate in a day and he, they had some of those Harson had some of those weird quotes about <laughs> him and handy was the other, uh, where it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, they're just they're just not a part of what we're doing today. He did say let's not make a big deal about it, but um maybe that was some subtle hints um that Yeah, we're and he was really-
0: like, yeah, he was asked about it and he's like, well, it's all for different reasons, but uh yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like yeah. what? <laughs> what do you yeah, mean, coach? Just,
1: yeah, no, let's just let's just it's basically was like, well, yeah, let's just not talk about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh just change the subject. But yeah, he's he's gone. I told you yesterday. And it had kind of had to do with the uh, had to do with the deadline being on Saturday. I felt like a lot of names would pop on Monday in the news cycle, um, or however the portal actually works, um, uh, like when it updates or when people can get in there and see it. I, I don't really know, but I kind of felt like that one would probably pop today. And um, you know, defensive line; those were two of your you know prize recruits of um, that. I think it was 2018 class, 2018 class, two, maybe 2000, 2019 class, same class as Bo Nix. You had three guys, I think they were all in the top 100. Uh, you had Charles Moore, Jay Hardy, and you had um, uh, Jaron Handy, and they're no, all no longer with the team. And I don't know what the, if that's a bigger indictment on them or if it's a bigger indictment on You know how we uh, scouted talent, or how we, you know, identified the kind of players that we needed to be a part of this program. So yeah, uh, so
0: so that 2019 class was ranked 11th in the country. Owen Papo, Bo Nix, Charles Moore gone. Mark Anthony Richards gone. Jaron Handy gone. Zion Puckett haven't really seen a whole lot of him. Keandre Jones, Derek Hall, Cam Kelly uh just he never
1: even made it to class
0: yeah Jashawn Sheffield DJ Williams I forgot how (laughs) obsessed we were with DJ Williams uh Jalen Simpson he's turned out Colby Wooden Javarius Johnson Tyler Fromm Nehemiah Pritchett Justin Osborne Kamar Bell Luke Deal Octavius Brothers and Cameron Brown so it's just like, like wow so
1: how many how many total players was that out of that class, twenty two, twenty three, uh twenty one. Twenty one, and probably a twelve of them are not on the team anymore. Dude, but also That's... there are three transfers
0: from this, and uh Zach Ferrar, Michael Cohn, who I don't remember, and then JJ Wilson. Oh boy. It's like Zach Ferrar's exit was pretty dramatic, and I, I was very high on him, but uh just didn't pan out. So yeah, I mean we were super high on that class, and it's just like dang. Hadn't really Nobody's left. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank goodness for Owen Papo,
1: <laughs> Right. Exactly. So, you know, I talked to you about this earlier and I wonder if this has a lot to do with what we're seeing. And there was an article in the athletic, um, just kind of profiling Harson and, and, and taking some quotes from him and I sent something to you and I like to read it. I don't, I'm not sure if anybody, uh, you know, not everybody's heard it, but it may shine some light onto what's happening. Um, he said that, you know, we're at the stage right now where I'd say it's probably 50 50. Some guys have figured it all out and some guys are still just trying to show up on time. Wow. That's why this is every day. That's why this is about every day. We can do something well for two or three days and we can absolutely have a disaster. Five or six guys just don't show up. Don't show up. He repeated that. Where is your culture? Is it still solid or has it gone backwards? The culture piece is about expectations and behaviors. So it seems like he's coming in, and he's clean house. And he's like, We're we're gonna do this thing the way I've done it and the way that has produced the the high win percentage. And we don't need you no matter how many stars you have. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing the right way. And I'm gonna be honest. We may take a step back for we, we may not have that big jump forward next year, but i gotta be honest, just that kind of excites me. Yeah, you know, I love it. That's,
0: I love that. And I, I want to talk about the impact it may have on these transfers as well as some other players in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at 1010. A capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers that are working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special, and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All
0: right, so continuing on the, the whole culture thing, do you think these guys that we've talked about that have transferred, and, and I guess we need to touch on Cheyenne Garnett real quick, Obviously, Auburn's maybe third or fourth-string quarterback, is uh, he's also transferring, so that makes sense. I think Sawyer Pates killing it and taking people's jobs. I think that's all it is. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I was never expecting him to play at Auburn, which I, I, I was kind of high on him in his recruitment, but this didn't work out. The timing doesn't work out, so good for him for going to find somewhere else. I don't think there's anything super deep-seated in that. I think he just needs to, to move on to find another opportunity to play somewhere. Um, right. But as far as these other two guys – in regards to, I mean, these both of these guys were, were probably going to be playing a good bit. So, do you think they chose to leave because they didn't like this new culture? Do you think they were asked to leave? I mean, what do you think happened behind the scenes here?
1: So, I think it was probably a mixture of both. Um, I think that uh, they both kind of had some sarcastic-ish sounding tweets about Oh, I love my new staff, kind of thing, and then they kind of went, kind of went dark, and then uh, they had, you know, Harson had his his quotes that he said, and I don't think I think they would have played, but you know, they've both been here two years and have not really made really hardly any impact whatsoever on the field. So uh, I think probably it could be a it could be a thing of where you know I'm not really into this. Um, I'm not really into this culture change. You know, I thought about this too, you know, Ronnie Gardner was not an easy guy to play for. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't know that it's necessary necessarily just a Harson's, you know, too, too hard of a guy to play for, or he's too tough for this, that, and the other. I think it's maybe sort of a, not ready to buy into this new, new staff. I like the way we were doing it before, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I think that there was, there's definitely some heads that budded there and, you know they didn't play in A Day, and he Harson just flat out said they're not a part of what we were doing today. I think that was almost the exact quote: "They were not a part of what we were doing today at A Day," and that is a very you and I both talked about it. We said that's only one of two things: mm-hmm. either it's a, uh, a some kind of sickness or something that they don't want to reveal, or it's a discipline issue. Right, and um, I think it's like I said: I think it's it, it aired on the ladder of that and. They probably weren't ready to buy in either, uh, but i don't I, I'm like you i don't I don't think they were I think they were sort of encouraged not to come back sure so
0: it's just amazing to think about the drastic differences between the two coaching staffs i just I didn't realize it was as bad as it was under Gus, but clearly I mean if you're worried about people showing up on time, like that's a just big deal up. I mean. I played three a a AISA football you know when I played for Lee Scott, and it's like we all showed up on time like that's just what you do that's what you're raised to do and it's just we're, it, it's amazing that I mean that is an amazing thing. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that
1: yeah we were scared we were scared to miss practice or we were scared to skip a rep or scared to be late late to practice i mean it's, it's and I didn't
0: want to I didn't
1: want to miss well, any of practice. No. I mean, and he literally said, "Like it's just about at some point for some guys, it's, they just wouldn't show up." And then he repeated it, "Wouldn't show up like that." It's like he couldn't even believe it. Like that—that's what that's what he's walking into. And um, I mean, you gotta uh, you gotta come in. You gotta make you, know, you gotta make a point, and you gotta make make a stand, and you gotta let people know, hey, you may be a four star, but. Um, I'm the I'm the chief. I'm the five star right now and we're going to do things my way. Yeah. And you, you got to respect it. You got to respect it. And you know I uh, you know I got kind of a semi hot take. Okay. Um I I believe that there may not have been as much encouragement to ask Seth Williams to come back as one would think. Not saying they told him you need to go pro, but I would not be surprised if that was not a super huge focal point to convince him to come back based off a lot of the same things that that we've all heard about Seth and his behavior and his attitude. What well, do you think about that?
0: We absolutely saw him plummet in the draft, and I think a lot of that had to do with effort issues. But, man, if they can get him focused and, you know, if he really likes football that much, I think Denver possibly got a steal. But obviously character and attitude were big things – that were kind of knocks against him, and you know I think his inconsistencies had more to do with inconsistencies and effort, as far as inconsistencies and execution. So, uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to process your hot take here. So, <laughs> ba- based on I get it, I totally get that. I've never really thought of it from that angle. But you saying they why. they, they, they didn't beg it. Seth to come back was due to, you know, if he's trying to clean house and all that. But here's my here's my uh devil's advocate. I don't think he realized how bad it was from a culture standpoint at that point.
1: You know what I mean? Sure. But here's here's this. Okay? When you're when you're when you go into the draft, like like Seth and Schwartz and whatnot when they did, you get before you make that decision, you can get evals mm-hmm. you can get evaluations that say you know like first round second round come back to school i just have a hard time thinking that seth williams know as much talent as he has and knows what kind of player he can be i mean like when he he thought he should have been in alabama he thought he was that good and i'm gonna be honest you know there's a time there's times when he was he he probably could arguably be be considered as as talented especially you know going up and getting a 50-50 ball or you know making a catch in traffic like he was a, he's a really freakishly good wide receiver so you know you can get this information like you you know you know where your your potential is going to be in the draft and so i can i don't think that fifth sixth round is just a complete and utter shock you know you know what i mean so why would he you know he's got a chance to come back under a pro style system run more pro a pro friendly translated offense that's going to accentuate and 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 help you develop into doing the the complete aspect of what being a wide receiver in NFL is he just forgoes that for a 6th round pick of not no guaranteed money and a $150,000 signing bonus i i just have a hard time believing that that was the decision that wise counsel, his agents, whatnot, or who whoever he was speaking with gave him. I think that maybe there might not have been a choice for him. You know, maybe not. Maybe not have been. Uh, you know, a much of a choice to to actually come back because you know if you if a bad attitude comes back, then you're show, you're saying, hey, it, the rules don't apply to everybody. They only reply, you know what I mean? They don't apply, the same rules don't apply to to every player equally. And uh, I I would not be shocked if that's the case. Let us know
0: what you think. Uh, Charlie 5 is on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore 5. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. And also hit us up in the Discord. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on this. All right, we've got more juicy takes in uh, just a minute right here. On Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. It is the best place to buy parts for your car, truck, or SUV. They've got great prices. It's super easy to order. It goes straight to your door. Their interface on their website is super, super user-friendly. They're a family-owned business. I absolutely love that, and they've been taking care of folks for a long time. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn, and they're how you heard about us, Box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline, betonline BetOnline.ag. It's the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The NBA is going on also. Uh, a lot of people now betting on UFC and MMA, if that is your thing. So, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and when you make that first deposit use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus bet online your online sports book experts so charlie 5 there's this article going back around that it's funny uh it's a tweet from ben baby who um he covers the Bengals they- now for uh, for espn yeah for sure um but a year ago so the date on this tweet is April 21st, 2020, so a little over a year ago, but uh, in it, it it's, it's about Jordan Palmer, you know, and I think we can remember talking about this, how pumped we were that like Malzahn was letting his quarterbacks go work out with a quarterback coach. It's like, oh, oh yeah. okay, fine. We can finally do that, but uh, I just want to reread this paragraph, and I remember reading this about a year ago. The trust comes in part from the reputation Palmer has built over the years. When Auburn's Bo Nix approached Gus Malzahn about working with Palmer last summer, Malzahn called his former quarterback Jarrett Stidham, who had worked with Palmer before being drafted by the Patriots. After Stidham sang Palmer's praises, Malzahn gave Nix his blessing. Nix broke several records for Auburn quarterback freshman, and Palmer believes he will be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft because of aspects beyond his physical traits. Palmer says, quote, There are two things I look at, confidence and maturity. Before arm talent, before size, before any of that, Knicks is more confident and mature than most of the guys I've ever been around.
1: Oh boy, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, Number one, a lot can change in a year. A lot can change in a year. Number one, let's go back to the very beginning. Gus Malzahn had to do a background check on freaking Jordan Palmer, one of the top quarterback coaches that all the top college guys go. Hell, a lot of the a lot of pro guys still go to to work with. He had to do a background check with Jared Stidham <laughs> to to check their credentials of Jordan Palmer. Get out of here! Are you kidding? Yeah, me?
0: Yeah, and there's pictures of like Joe Burroughs in the background, and it's like, are you yeah. joking? And like, oh, I'm scrolling down. There's Pat Mahomes in Texas Tech gear. Let
1: me be honest. I blacked out halfway through that article after you <laughs> after you read that part. I just was like, oh my god, I can't believe that actually we're doing background checks. Oh
0: my god, freaking
1: Jordan Palmer! Oh what my in god, the world. Uh, I'd forgotten yeah. all about that. Do you remember this uh, being a talking point last year? I do, I do, but. It, <laughs> Here's another question, like, how do these things resurface? How what what is the catalyst for this thing? Like, not only you DM this to me, but like, I got it in like two or three other text messages today, and I'm just like, <laughs> how does this from a year ago, you know, well over a year ago, but um, how does this just like all of a sudden just jump back up? Well, and, and it's
0: yeah, and it's, and it's cl- funny because, and I think a lot of people don't date check things because I was asked, I, I went on talk radio in Mobile, Alabama, yesterday, WNSP, and Dave Schultz asked me about it. And I'm like, are other people saying that? Like, what? And then I, I had it um, DM'd to me later, and I was like, oh, this is an old article. I remember this. So I don't know. I I, I think it kind of resurfaces, and then people are like, oh, this is new information, and it's not. That That's my guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. So as far as the Bo Nix being the number one pick in the 2022 draft, um if that were to happen, that means we had one hell of a year. Um I think there is a lot of deconstructing and reconstructing of Bo as a quarterback. And I would obviously not expect that to happen this year. Um, but I'm not I mean, I'm not gonna put it out of the realm of possibility that he could be a top pick, you know, the following year. Or heck, I mean he could go off this year. Who knows? Um But
0: Boy boy, if he does, see- like give Harson an extension right now. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text all the people that were you know using this as mocking uh, and say, uh, well, he looks like he got it right. But, I mean, let's be honest, that's not going to happen. But I just think you see a kid who I, I don't think motivation is ever going to be an issue with Bo. I don't think working out, being at workouts on time, is ever going to be an issue with Bo. I right. don't think reading your playbook. All the thing all the little things that make you great, I don't think are ever going to be an issue with both. So I can see where you know Jordan sees this guy lighted up with no too. pads on, yeah, with no pads on, and seven on seven, and his intuitiveness and his attention that that he attention to detail. I can totally see that. Um, I just think that there's been a lot that's gone on with this whole, you know, COVID. By restricting a practice the offense he was in in general, and just overall mess that Auburn as a program has been in that has really hindered a lot of that
0: right right any uh anything crazy happened on the bunker this week?
1: No, but uh, well, there's a couple of things, but this this one thing this is why you buy this is why you get a membership to Auburn. this is just this is this is <laughs> the this is why you pay nine dollars a month for okay. Your, Inside info that you're not going to get from moderators, from beat writers. It's just your everyday poster that stumbles across something. So, <laughs> okay. Glory Days twenty Glory Days twenty twelve, which is hilarious that that's his name. <laughs> Glory Days twenty twelve says Jarquez Hunter will be RB three. Okay, so you click and you open, and it's a very grainy picture of what looks to be like an alumni dinner with. Mike Bobo looking very disheveled as Mike Bobo always does, uh-huh. and <laughs> speaking in Cadillac, standing right beside him, and it says, you know, he'll be RB three, according to C and RBC, which I guess is running backs coach. So that's his lockna- that's his lockdown inside information. He was at a uh, alumni dinner, and Bobo said that Jarquez Hunter is going to be your RB three. And then one of the funny, funny posts after that is Auburn guy thirty three says Bobo looks like a guy who lives at a hunting camp year round. <laughs> and he absolutely <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> but that's the this is that's the inside information you pay for on the bunker for that's, sure. That, I right mean there.
0: that's huge. I mean what kind of scoop did you just get? Holy cow.
1: Yeah you can't get that anywhere else. And then later on Glory Days <laughs> got a little cocky and it's he said he said I think he got was trolling. <laughs> he got a little cocky. He was yeah. trolling he said uh Devin Cambridge is our starting two And then he posted a, and then it was the same thing, but he posted a picture of Bruce speaking at the same (laughs) event. I think he was probably trolling a little bit on that one. He got a little, he got a little arrogant. I started, uh, you know, trolling a little bit. That was, that was a good one.
0: Uh, I think, I think that's funnier than the original joke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. Other than that, it's just been kind of the same old, same old. Everybody, some people freaking out over the people in the portal saying the program's falling apart. Other people fighting them saying, no, it's on purpose. Uh, Harson's cleaning house. Somewhere people in the middle. And then, uh, then the whole 2022 NFL mock draft with Malik Willis being number one um, coming out uh, projected uh, kind of stirred some Good uh, conversation. What do you think about that one?
0: I have mixed feelings about that. I'm I'm not buying the whole Malik Wills is the best quarterback in the country kind of thing. I'm not buying that yet, but we'll see. We'll see. He definitely right. had really bright moments um, last year, but I don't think he's... I never watched him as like, oh, the NFL is going to be dying for this guy.
1: Oh, yeah. he Yeah, he doesn't really scream NFL to me yet, um, but he's he's definitely... An exciting player. And while we're talking about the draft, I got one little big bee- beef to pick with the draft.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Football ends for college and the NFL in like what late January, early February. It's pretty early February is pretty much where it all ends. Is well, that kind yeah.
0: Of- I mean, the Super Bowl's the first Sunday of February.
1: Right. Okay. So we know well before that who's getting the first pick and who's going to be the first pick. Trevor Lawrence had the jaguar playbook i think he had already um gotten like wedding gifts or like engagement gifts or something from like jaguar fans that like sent it to him like we all knew he's going to the jags so why do they get still get 10 minutes whenever the draft starts like just just come up there and start the show off with the first pick like we we just we count the clock down from 10 minutes it's ridiculous that's that's a beef we need to get that fixed yeah the picks Get the picks going.
0: And the Jets waited a while, and it's like they knew who they were going at two. And then San Fran waited a while, and it's like, y'all traded up from, like, 11 to three.
1: Like, come oh, yeah. on. If you, tra- if, if you trade up, you should have, like, 35 seconds to <laughs> announce your pick.
0: It's like, all right, what'd you want? <laughs> like, are you, you, yeah. you came here with a plan. What was it?
1: Yes. Don't make us wait. Yeah. I'm dragging it out. Another, th- another thing that gets kind of crazy is on, like, day three, the picks are going so fast that – when you see highlights of the guy that they talk about, oh, you like, it's five picks ago. You're like six, seven picks, you know, behind. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to keep up with. Cause I was really wanting to see what all that he would say about Seth Williams. And I had to wait like 15 minutes after <laughs> he had gotten drafted to see those highlights. Yeah. So. It's like,
0: Oh, an opera receiver got drafted. Let's poop on Bo Nix some more. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Inconsistent quarterback plays like Mel Kiper. Your job is to cover the draft, not poop on Bo Nix.
1: Yeah. Where can people find you, buddy? It. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at the underscore charlie underscore five or auburnsports.com, the bunker, or uh, auburn247sports, the body get aboard.
0: Love it. That is another Charlie Tuesday in the Bucks on tomorrow's show. We will chat with our friends from Locked on Browns and Locked on Bucks about our former Auburn Tigers now in the NFL. This has been Locked on Auburn. A hey, Prime members.